Today, Trans Lives Matters carried out an insurrection on Oklahoma State's Capitol. Yesterday, House Democrats cry out white supremacy in today's hearings. And J-Lo and Ben's honeymoon period appears to be over. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I am joined today once again by Jorge Ventura, independent reporter, and also, I would say the lovely, but I'm not so sure, Michael Malice, author of The White Pill, and of course, host of You're Welcome. I love that you, you just came totally, like, everything, you got your book, you've got your own shirt on. I'm not wearing pants. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't know because when I walked up here, you were already seated. <laughs> um, no, so so I want to um, I want to get into the stories of the day, but I also I just want to say really quickly, right off the top, I considered canceling Michael from the show because he very recently wished me a happy birthday, except. He wished me, what, what was it, 53rd? So uh, I was on Twitter and I said, everyone, every, I didn't just wish you. I said, everyone join, join me, me in wishing Sarah Gonzalez mm -hmm. a happy birthday. And there was a picture which was unrelated, mm -hmm. which was of a cake that said happy 53rd birthday. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> I had Carrie Lake on my show this week, which airs tomorrow. And she's the former, she's the gubernatorial candidate mm -hmm. for Arizona. She's fighting to have the election overturned uh, because she said there are irregularities in the voting. And during the interview, she turns to me and she says, you know, we're about the same age. And you know how old she is? 53. So there was my instant karma that happened as a result. But I, I have a question for you, if I can ask, okay? okay? People watch this show for a couple of reasons. One is that they're lonely and depressed. But two, they like you and they like your personality. They mm -hmm. like how articulate you are. They like that you're a mom who's like, your family informs your issues. I was supposed to be here on your birthday. Yeah. So I want to know what you actually did for your birthday. Well, uh, I mean, it was frozen, so it was just thawing out. We got to go to hibachi dinner, and that was it. And we, I mean, you know, the kids were home all week from, from school because everything was frozen. And so, I look, it was really great to get back into the routine on Friday. Okay. But we did, we, we got to go to a hibachi for, um, for dinner. But you, you do still owe me lunch. But what was the best thing that happened to you in the last year? Everything sucked. Really? Nothing? Come on, Sarah. Sarah. There's got to be no. something. Yeah, yeah. Share your joy with No, 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 no. I would say, I would, well. You're doing great with the, the, the that's what I was, Texas family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defend Our Kids Texas. See? We launched that, and we've done a lot. Of, we've had a lot of great success. In fact, I just found out from a, I know, we'll get to the news in a second. All right, hold on. Um, yeah, yeah, the I Democrats just, are at it again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, just, I just found out that um, our website, since I posted a picture of a new shirt that um, we are, we're doing at realwomensclub.com mm -hmm. that says, Real Women Aren't Men. Um, we got like 21 million hits, DDoS Holy hits God. on our website. They, they keep trying to take our website oh, down. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they are really pissed at us for trying to fight grooming and uh, pedophiles. Wow. So, um, yeah, so of course the website is still up and they were not successful. But it's always fascinating to see how many hits we get depending on what it yeah, is yeah. That, we're, that we're doing. So anyway, I appreciate that, Michael. Well, I didn't appreciate the joke. All right, it was kind of funny, whatever. Uh, actually, what was so hurtful was the people who were like, Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. How, yeah, I'm like, what? How do I look 50? Do you want me to answer that question? No, <laughs> I don't actually, because I would like to still be friends with you. Um, so I want to get to this, this Trans Lives Matter protest. There was an insurrection 
over in Oklahoma. <laughs> this is the Oklahoma State Capitol yesterday. They occupied the rotunda to protest against. Uh, there are a couple different bills that are going on that are being discussed right now in Oklahoma. One would ban the gender-affirming surgery uh, for people under 18. The other would ban it for people under uh, 21. And uh, the Republican governor obviously is uh, championing this legislation, seeking to ban treatments. There's one that's seeking to ban treatments for anyone under the age of 26 by punishing doctors who provide the services. They would face criminal prosecution and lose their license. Um, but it's just, it's really fascinating because because you see these, I didn't see uh, Capitol Police storming in, removing these people, uh, you know, launching tear gas, uh, police officers beating the crap out of them. I didn't see anyone, you know, um, uh, getting shot. And I, I'm just, I'm just curious as to how this movement, these, these trans individuals were able to get to the highest part of the totem pole, right? I mean, it really does feel like they are untouchable. They can do and mm -hmm. say whatever they want. They can show their genitals to young children. They can, you know, go and occupy the Capitol. Um, and uh, nothing seems to happen to them. They're this new protected class. Meanwhile, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like obviously there were bad things that happened on January 6th that shouldn't have happened, but there were also a lot of people who were there and were peaceful and not violent and now, you know, face all of these charges that they're going to have to probably spend the rest of their lives paying off or defending. I have a slight question for you, and sure. this is going to sound like criticism, but I really think a lot of the oh audience is going to have the same thing. No, why did you use the expression gender-affirming surgery for children? Because I, I feel like that's a trans concept. I agree with you. I said it because it's in my notes right here, because okay. that's, what was, that's what was written, which I agree with you. Um, and there, just for context, I walked on this set late because I had an appointment to take my son to, so I hadn't even had a chance to review the way that this was worded because I always make it a point yeah, to call it gen uh, genital mutilation mm. or uh, you know chopping young women's breasts off because I think it's important that we say what it really is. I sure like, I'll, I will never say top surgery or bottom surgery. I sure hope someone gets fired for that blunder. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Uh, it's like a poor intern. We're going to talk to the manager. Karen's going to go full, she's going to go full Karen. No, no. To answer your, your question, um, we also saw it before January 6th with what happened in Michigan. Remember, they oh, yeah. were kind of storming there mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. I have to say, like, I am in favor of as many people storming as many state capitals as possible <laughs> to make it as absolutely uncomfortable for these demons who are mm -hmm. both parties who seek to legislate and rule over our lives. Um, I think this story is going to go absolutely, it's just funny how I, I think people don't appreciate to what extent uh, people don't have contradictions when they look at the news. Yeah. Like they'll look at January 6th, those are bad. They'll look at this, they'll say it's heroic. Right. Yeah. Then they'll go back to January 6th, it's bad. And in their minds, they live in this kind of state of like a perpetual present. So if you had like cereal for breakfast and you have like a sandwich for lunch, that's not a contradiction. And that's kind of how they look at the news. They look at one story and have one perspective. They have another story with a completely different perspective mm -hmm. and they're never forced to by the media to kind of combine those two and, and have a coherent narrative. So it's kind of fascinating to watch the reaction of the, of the masses to yeah. these kinds of stories. Yeah, yeah, which, I agree. Which also now I talked about, and uh, if you speak to a lot of people in politics, um, a lot of black Americans are actually super frustrated with this movement. Kind of was, was something Sarah was alluding to earlier was, they're the new protected class, mm -hmm. um, and they're now getting all the attention in the media. And, I, and a lot, if you speak to a lot of minority communities, they feel like this LGBT trans movement has just almost hijacked that, and it's all about them. Um, they already have rights in this country. No one's, no one's let, let it, not let them get their sex changes. If they want, they could get a sex change. It's just you have to be over 18 or you know wherever, wherever state. It's just that for these children, 
um, we still till today haven't seen any evidence of it. Even mm -hmm. in um, like Scandinavian countries in Europe, who are like very equal when it comes to this gender stuff, even they're not even on board with this stuff yet because they haven't seen any evidence that this is healthy. I mean, we literally don't know what, what's going to happen to these uh, people. And there's now activists coming out like Chloe Ko, where they're mm -hmm. speaking out and saying, hey, I was almost kind of groomed by the doctors saying I would be happy now that I've done it. I've basically destroyed my body. One of the sad things, I actually had a, a conversation with Chloe about this. She says, one of the sad things for me, Hori, is that now if I have a child, if I could even have yep. one, I can't even have like the breastfeeding experience with yep. my child. And it's all thrown away. And, and one of the things that no one wants to talk about at all, and I, I want you to speak on this as someone who's had two kids, mm -hmm. when you give human beings hormones, that changes their psychology. Yep. When mm -hmm. you give men steroids, which is mm -hmm. testosterone, people are familiar with roid rage, something like that. Everyone knows that it's extremely common with women where their hormones are raging. Yep. their behavior becomes often erratic. But mm -hmm. this idea that if you take someone who is, regards themselves as trans and give them hormones of one form or another, that that's not going to affect their behavior in psychology or it will only affect it in positive, beneficial, right. and, and psychologically healthy ways. That to me is absurd in its face. If you give a female a certain amount of, a cis female a certain amount of estrogen, what, that's not gonna have any effect on how she thinks and acts? That's crazy. Um, well, I would say I don't really need to speak on that for you because if you've ever dated or been in a relationship with a woman or known a woman, you know how their personality changes just at right, yeah. during that time of the month, right. right? Like, I mean, yeah, there are very Especially obvious changes. Especially if she's Latina. It's, yeah, you get, you, she's coming at you with a chocolate. God, God bless my husband. <laughs> yeah, say. Um, so, okay, so I, I do want to, I want to touch a little bit more on what you're talking about, Jorge, which Chloe has been on this program mm -hmm. before as well. Um, but... Just the, I, I really think what it's going to take for the pendulum to swing back are the massive amounts of people like Chloe mm -hmm. uh, who are saying, you guys did, you didn't, you didn't give me informed consent. Because I think that that's what really this boils down to when we're talking about the doctor's aspect of it, is you're not giving me informed consent. You're not telling me that you don't know what the long-term effects could possibly be. You're not telling me that this could potentially be irreversible in certain ways. Um, you know, oftentimes they talk about puberty blockers, they talk about hormones as being, um, there's no, no harmful side effects no lasting damage. And so they're not getting true informed consent when they are walking themselves into this. So we have this, this movement of detransitioners who are saying, what you guys did to us is criminal. There's also uh, parents out there who are, I would say at a less of a rate, um, but there are parents out there who are saying, you know what, um, I transitioned my young child and I shouldn't have done that. Um, I, wanna, I wanna play here. One, this is a mother confessing uh, to transition her son at four years old, and she wanted to remain anonymous, so when I play this, she's, she, her face is blurred because she wanted to remain anonymous. Gee, I wonder why! Um, and so she raises her two boys as gender neutral. She later realized that living that lifestyle was like, uh, leaving the lifestyle was like leaving a cult. I want to play Wait, a little before bit. Before we get to that, yeah, cult, yeah. I mean, it's just like the, the, the idea that gender neutral and trans are the same thing or this kind of Venn diagram, there's such a big difference between someone who has gender dysphoria mm -hmm. where they're male and they're of the belief that they're a female as opposed to I'm a human being who's genderless. These are entirely right. different concepts and they're just being all thrown together. So so then I want, I want to piggyback off of that and ask mm. you a question. So. Would you agree then that the treatment for gender dysphoria would be not to affirm 
And uh, so I, the I, incorrect I, thinking. I, I defer to the doctors on this one, and that doctor is Dr. Deborah So, who I'm a good friend with. She's, she wrote a book yeah. about this called The End of Gender. And what they have found scientifically is for people who have gender dysphoria, socially transitioning is the healthiest approach. So that actually works for a lot of people. A lot you of have people, to correctly diagnose sure, gender but dysphoria. Sure, but a lot of young people who have gender dysphoria also tend to grow out of it. So mm -hmm. when oh, you're doing right. things mm -hmm. that are irrevocable, like mm -hmm. stopping puberty or you know surgeries, that's very different from someone who is socially transitioning uh, and, and being treated as a female. Um, so, so let's so let's play this uh, this mom talking about her regrets with transitioning her. Again, this is like a, a three, four-year-old boy. Watch. And I feel like I am leaving a cult because that's what it felt like to me. He said to me, Mama, this is your fault. Oof. You changed my name. So imagine had we not... <sighs> You know, had we not realized our mistake and you go 10, 20 years into the future, imagine that, Mama, this was your fault then. I'm going to be on that show. It's trigonometry. Great guys. Really? Yeah. Um, so I guess my question becomes, if you defer to the doctors, right, the medical doctors, which I, I Dr. So is a, a friend of mine as well. She's been on this program. Um, but I think that it's it becomes very murky because... The doctors, the medical community seems to have been infiltrated by yes. all of this woke ideology. So then it's like, okay, well, I trust the doctors, but which ones? In California, it is against the law for a psychiatrist or psychologist, I forget which term is which, to advise a kid who's having gender issues to kind of wait. You have to, by law, affirm their gender dysphoria and push them into this direction. And that is, even if that's the case with 95% of the time, let's just you mm -hmm. steel man the argument, what about that 5% of kids who are just, you know, caught up with whatever it is, or maybe they're the subjects of use. There's a million reasons why people mm -hmm. might have some kind of temporary gender issue. So it's this kind of thing how if someone is having psychological issues with their gender, overnight they figure themselves out, right. and now I know exactly what to do, and, and right. so on and so forth. That is such uh, sloppy thinking about how the human mind works, and the kids are the ones who are going to be paying the price. Mm -hmm. Because, and here's the other thing that people don't like talking about, having a... Uh, trans kid is like hitting the lo the lottery for these lib moms. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is. So oh, they parade th them around on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all day. it's so it. There's really an enormous incentive, and again, people don't like talking about this for having that mom to be like, my kid is really, really special because other than this, there's not going to be special anything special about that you know right. ugly dumb kid from that mom. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also Michael, that uh, we were speaking about the psychiatrist. I, I actually um, interviewed a, a Salvadoran mother named Abigail Martinez where the school psychiatrist actually convinced her daughter mm. to start taking puberty blockers and testosterone boosters, and her daughter actually ended up going, you know, it was just not good for her mentally. She actually ended up killing herself, committing suicide, oh and the state of California moved in and took away um, her daughter from Abigail. And this is this is someone that, like, you know, on the left, they're saying, oh, you know, we're for minorities and stuff. This is, a, this is an immigrant mom from El Salvador, working class, and this happened to her in the state of California, you know, prote literally pr protected the, I, the school. I'm kind of surprised yeah. because El Salvador is going to have a very strong, my understanding, Catholic yep. uh, mm -hmm. community, so they'll mm -hmm. be the first ones to be like, get thee behind me, Satan, when it comes to things like this. But I guess but it's if you're an immigrant, well, it's the school, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, you're right. Because right. they immigrated here, yeah, and it, yeah. the school's not telling the parents what's yeah. going on, and, and they're the getting all of this at school. putting the blame on the mom, saying, if you're, if you're not okay with mm -hmm. this, then we're going to move in, and we're going to take her away. We're going to take her away. They put her in a halfway house, and the daughter ended up 
um, literally standing in the middle of the train tracks and ended up killing, her, killing herself because I, I, of the And show. I'm going to say something else that people aren't going to like. There is virtually zero movement within the Republican Party or conservatism to abolish the government school system. The mm. best that we're looking at is to have school choice. Mm. But even school choice, many of these schools are going to be run by corporations. And corporations are pushing this even harder than the government is. So yeah. I would love to see some movement in this country towards abolishing government schools because that is really the main vector toward pushing this kind of uh, stuff onto the kids. Mm -hmm. Preaching to the choir on that one. Um, all right, we gotta, we gotta take a quick break. I wanna thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile, though. So Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative wireless provider. We talk about parallel economies all the time, um, and they're so important right now. They're gonna offer the same nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks that you could get with any of the top three mobile carriers, but you're gonna know that when you are paying your bill, that money that you're paying, they're gonna take a portion of that money and they're gonna donate it to the causes that you are fighting for, not against. So if you have not yet checked them out, make sure that you do. It's very, very easy. It's 2023, so you can port your number over uh, or, or you can get a new one. Get a new phone, keep your phone, whatever you need to do, but just go check out Patriot Mobile and uh, support this 100% US-based customer service team. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news to switch. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. Use uh, the activation code news to get free activation, patriotmobile.com slash news. <laughs> Biden will tout his wins to Congress. Uh, I should say that, but tout his wins to Congress and the American people. But uh, of course, we know that the State of the Union must, it's going to have to only be filled with like twists and distortions and, you know, blurring of like what's true and what's not. Because um, I can't imagine that he has much to say that he's done that's been positive for the American people. Um, but he also plans to showcase, you know, the, the, the president invites certain people to come in and be guests as, as part of the whole thing. And one of the guests includes an Austin woman. And so she was 18 weeks pregnant. Her water broke. And the doctors said that they were unable to intervene to help her because they were concerned that providing her the treatment that she needed would violate the Texas abortion ban, uh, which obviously there is a certain like exception made for women's whose lives are in danger. This would have fallen under the exception, um, but uh, she developed sepsis and you know, they say she continues to suffer from medical complications to this day. Um, and they're calling it, I guess, like this is, this is the law's problem and not the, the problem of the doctors for turning this into some sort of political grandstanding. I mean, I, I'm having a tough time understanding how that could possibly be interpreted by the doctors as, like that. As a Texan, I think I speak on behalf of everyone in our fair republic when the answer to that is, too bad. Uh, this is just clearly a political stunt. I wasn't even listening to what you're talking about because clearly she was just going to put some lady up and right. be like, yeah. Texas needs to change their laws. Right. And I think Texas has increasingly understood that Washington cannot and will not represent them. The Texas law... Uh, even to people who are in favor of it, makes no sense. Yeah. Because if you were giving her an abortion, I can sue. And even though I'm not a part of this at all, I don't have standing. And I talked to a prominent Texas attorney about this, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, you have to have standing in federal law, but in state law, you don't. So this is kind of unprecedented. And the point is, I don't care. The point <laughs> is, this is not, this state is not for you. Keep your business elsewhere. And can I just make one more point about the State of Union? Sure. This is another reason I really hate the Republican Party. If the Republican Party were smart, the person who would be delivering the Republican response to the State of Union would be Senator John Fetterman. 
because no matter <laughs> what he says, it would make the Republicans look great. Am I wrong? He's no. the best spokesman the Republicans have. I'm not sure that he would agree to it, though. They're like, hey, you want to deliver our All you've got to do uh, is give him, give him a baby Ruth, and he'll be there in a snap. <laughs> He, he really, I, it's incredible to me that his people, his staff keep saying like, no, 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 no these things are going to get better. <laughs> It'll get better eventually. Don't worry. And every time he comes he definitely out. definitely won't have another stroke. Right. That never happens. Right. Right. It's not like being a senator is a stressful job. It's, a, it's just fake virtual city. As soon as the Roe v. Wade decision even came down, Jill and Joe Biden like went to like Delaware for vacation. Nancy flew to like Italy. Right. But then they'll like fundraise off this issue. I'm actually surprised they're not like, inviting Zelensky or someone from, like, Ukraine to, to be the guest. So, I mean, it's, it's fake virtual signaling. They, they know they could get that anger from their voters and, and some fundraising dollars. But legislators, they, they really don't even care about the issue. I mean, you know, they tell do, us about their actions. Do you guys think that it was a, a net win for them in the midterms that Roe v. Wade got overturned? I've heard a lot of both sides from conservatives about whether it was a plus for the Democrats or not. I would say yes. it's an, it was a net win for the Dem Democrats because I feel like it brought like all those young voters in the college mm -hmm. universities like out to the polls like crazy, especially Gen Z. Like they just went went out to the polls like crazy. So that's where I, I would say yes I, for for Dems. For me, it's hard to see what else it could have possibly been, okay, yeah. mm -hmm. but. You also look at Texas and it's like, well, if, if that was the case and Texas was the one that just passed this horrible ban and women were so upset about it, then why did Beto lose? Yeah, right. Right. Like you would think that if if that were the case that I mean, maybe it's just because it's Texas and that type of thing wouldn't happen here. But um, it, it's hard to understand if that were the case, why that didn't happen here, where abortion was so severely restricted. Yeah. And, and we're getting so many transplants. And everyone I spoke to who's pro-life is like, if that's the cost of overturning oh, Roe. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, I'll yeah. take like, that every I'll, day I'll of the week. Me too. That's <laughs> why I'm like, I, yeah, no, no, like, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that fallout. Um, it's just, I, I gravitate towards yes, only because I'm like, I don't know what else yeah. could have possibly. And I mean, even in Florida too, I mean, DeSantis won by such right. a large gang and didn't even, I mean, even more Hispanics voted for him. So, um yeah, it's interesting. At the end of the day, Beto is also just a horrible, horrible candidate. I mean, like, he's that's just, fair. He just sucks. Beto is like the best person in terms of raising money with getting no return on your investment. Yeah, literally. He's a, he's a he's beast. Amazing at it. He's gotten so much money and has nothing to show for it. I I, I think people, Republicans, he would be should be like an angel him. investor in like Silicon yeah. Valley and like just raise funds. I like to take companies. a little bit of credit in him leaving uh, Texas to go, go take a professor job in like Chicago. Did he really flee Texas? Yes. He. I don't know if he's gone yet, but he. Yes, he took he oh. took a job. As a professor oh my God, um, in so Chicago, great. yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, bye bye. You didn't belong here anyway in the first place. Thank you. Um, okay, so I want to touch on one other thing that's going on right now on the Hill, where as we're we're just discussing, they don't actually care about any of these things. It's all just all this political grandstanding. Um, there, there were some congressional hearings today that were getting a little bit heated over immigration. Let's listen to. So actually, let's let me show you first the House oversight tweet that the Democrats tweeted earlier this morning before the hearing. They said, good morning and good luck to everyone except GOP oversight members who are using today's hearing to amplify white nationalist conspiracy theories instead of a comprehensive solution to protect our borders and strengthen our immigration system. How disingenuous do you have to be when you are a Democrat and you are claiming that you want to work together to protect our border? How disingenuous do you have to be? I'm going to go to you, Jorge, who spent a ton of time on the border, which is left completely wide freaking open. And the federal government has given specific instructions 
to Border Patrol and all mm -hmm. these people to not do anything. Exactly. In fact, when the Texas National Guard gets their little behinds out there, they are told to stand down. They go and lock a door. The federal government goes back and unlocks it. Like, how disingenuous of these people to try to act like they have any intention of protecting our borders at all. And the thing is, it's like they want to use the word white nationalist. Um, let me just remind everyone, everyone that lives at the borders, like it's these towns are 80 percent Latino and they're getting mm -hmm. overwhelmed with fentanyl and crime and, and smugglers. I mean, these people are actually and the thing is, these are people that vote Democrat for years. I mean, some of these towns have been voting Democrat for hundreds of years and they're asking help from Washington, D.C. When I speak with Border Patrol, one the, a conversation that always stood out is, is an agent told me, said, Hori, I'm no longer a Border Patrol agent. I'm just an Uber driver. Because these mm -hmm. guys just cross over illegally. I pick them up, take them to a processing center. They get released. And that's all That's all we do now. And the fentanyl's coming into our country. Um, so for me, it's... it's, it's, uh, Wait, it's so the immigrant's the one getting the ride? This yeah, is like, yeah, that's yeah. like the opposite of Uber. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. And I say this as an immigrant. Yeah. I'm assuming for racist reasons you're an immigrant as well? Or yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> Salvador, but um, yeah, so it's there's no, it's just like when you hear the word white nationalist, it's like, come on, man, it's it's it's, it's Latino towns that are being overrun. Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones who feel forgotten about. Um, in El Paso, I mean, literally just like a month and a half ago, you had immigrants sleeping on the floors, and no, there's no politicians there to help them out. The Grammys just just passed. We didn't hear Lizzo and all these people like do speeches for the migrant children being trafficked. So it's just. Once again, it's a fake I think what they're again. referring to with white nationalism is this kind of uh, do, like Schrodinger's cat about the issue about America is going to become a majority minority nation. But at the same yeah. time, like saying that that's going to happen is like it's not going to happen. So <laughs> when they like it, it's definitely going to happen. There's something to look forward to. But if someone says, wait a minute, let's like look at this twice. It's like, how dare you pretend that that's happening? That's not happening. Yeah. So it's this really weird dance that they do about the issue uh, where they can't acknowledge it's going to happen. But if they do acknowledge it, it's only a good thing. I feel like how it was like I was just reading. 251,000 uh, apprehensions, I think. I, was that December, I yeah. want to say? In one month? Yeah, that's yes! That's what I'm saying. Word. How yeah. can you not say, like, yeah. no, this is, I mean... And Michael said, like, the scary part, the scary years. part is the apprehensions number is that's just that's the, just the, that's just the migrants that they yep, caught. So right. the, the other term is mm -hmm. the, the gotaways. And the gotaways, yep. that's even scarier because... The Border Patrol is able to detect with technology, but they didn't have the manpower to stop. And the reason why those people don't want to turn themselves in is because most likely they've already got crimes committed here in the United States. Most oh, wow. of them are a lot of sex crimes these, these guys committed years right. ago and they're trying to come back to the country. Right, but that's racist because when Trump that's said right, that there right. could be rapists and, and murderers and drug dealers coming across the border, yep. everyone called him racist. I mean, uh, law enforcement in Maryland, they just they literally just arrested a, a teenager connected to MS-13. He actually killed a 20-year-old girl with autism in in um, Maryland, and he was one of those gotaways, mm. one of the many gotaways. God. Since Biden and Harris have come in, the last report that we got, there's been 1.2 million gotaways in the country. Yeah, incredible. Um, all right, let's take another quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Raycon. So um, we have several pairs of Raycons in my house, and that is because uh, my whole family was stealing them all the time because they are so great. So they're earbuds, um, but they don't have the I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone. They don't have the dumb stems. Like, why do you need stems in your earbuds? It's just gonna weigh your ear down and it's gonna be more likely to fall out. You don't need that, okay? So you gotta try Raycon. They've got premium audio quality, but you're gonna get it at a steal of a price. You're not gonna have to pay as much as some of those other brands like the stems make you pay and you're still going to be getting that premium audio. So uh, you can go to buyraycon.com slash Y for 15% off. That's B-U-Y buyraycon.com slash why. I have the pink ones. I love them, but they come in all different flavors. So, uh, flavors, colors. <laughs> so you can go there, buyraycon.com slash why.
by a Norwegian professor who proposed that brain-dead women could be used as surrogates for anyone who wishes to avoid the risks and burdens of, uh, you know, having a baby develop in your womb. And it's what? really fascinating. Yeah, it's, it, it, like, it really struck me as such a crazy, bizarre concept um, to be happening at a time where you have this movement of women saying, my body, my choice, you know, talking about bodily autonomy. Not when you talk about getting the vaccine and being forced to get that, but bodily autonomy when it comes to the issue of whether or not I want to choose to carry a child at the same time that they are, uh, you know, there's an uproar about that. We're having professors propose that brain-dead women should just be used as, like, surrogates, like, <laughs> brain-dead slaves, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it was such a wait, bizarre... Wait, wait. Wait, other than our college campuses, where are they finding so many brain dead women that this is an issue? Is it like the Hillary campaign? Like Maybe when? that's what they, they're going to take the graduating classes and they're going to take them into like these harvesting uh, I mean, I'll, def I'll defend this in terms of like, I, I am and I hope you guys are too and most people listening are organ donors, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's wonderful. So if someone's dying wish is like, okay, if I die, at least maybe I could be a mom. I could wrap my head around that, how someone would want that. But in terms of that, they're on the, they're like in the hospital, doop, doop, doop. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's put a baby in her. She'll do as an oven. That seems a little crazy to me. I mean, I do think that it is supposed to be meant as like a donation type thing, but it just feels really gross because what if you, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're still kept alive. So you're not given the ability to like, hey, I want you guys to stop using me as like a harvester. Because I, you're brain dead, but like you're still alive. So they're, I, it's just, I mean, if it's she's so brainer, can she, I mean, this might be a dumb question. If she's brainer, can she breastfeed? I mean, I don't, I don't think she's going to actually have she's custody. She's not going <laughs> to. Good <laughs> Lord. I mean, what do they teach you in El Salvador? I, I, <laughs> we need to build the wall to get him out of here. Get him out. And her well, for good at, measure. At least, at least now no one remembers when uh, I read that there was a <laughs> oh, dead Oh, I remember. I Can she breastfeed? I mean, I don't do know. Do she's, <laughs> this reminds me of the Golden Girls where Dorothy says, I don't want to hear another I'm story about little... Show. I don't want to hear another story about little Yemeni and the moose to raise this him. This is my last goes, appearance on the show. That moose didn't just raise little Yemeni. He put him through medical school. <laughs> They're not going to be like going to PTA meetings and they're in there and we're like, bad, doop, doop. Your son's doing really great in gym, Mrs. Dead Lady. What is that? Breastfeeding, my God. If someone's gonna ask a question, Well, you know right? what, they are gonna be breastfeeding. If they're brain dead, their bodies, they're probably they're gonna be lactating. Yeah, they that's will, that's they will, what I mean. It's, they uh, will likely be able to lactate. Just but the problem is they're not going to be bonding with that <laughs> yeah. kid. And yeah. that mother, that brain-dead mother-child bonding is the key to right. having that brain-dead surrogate, well, so historically then, speaking. So then the question becomes... Like, I'm surprised this came out of Norway. The, the question becomes brain-dead father rights. <laughs> oh, we got plenty of those does, out does there. Yeah, yeah. Does he get custody from his hospital? Yeah. So... Okay, but Jorge, your your <laughs> yeah, try to make mistake. Sense no, no, no. But your mistake actually leads to a good question. Save, is save it. If you no, if you can donate your body as a womb uh, for someone else, a surrogate, do are they then are the babies actually going to breastfeed from a brain dead woman? Because that's kind of creepy. Like, where do you draw the line? I think the, the whole line? point of surrogacy is you, the kid gets taken. Just gets that's taken. A wrap, well, right, right, I understand. But if breastfeeding is obviously breast 
Feed your so, baby however is best for you. But obviously, scientifically speaking, nutritionally speaking, breastfeeding is best for the baby. So what if the person who was taking the baby said like, well, I still want the baby to breastfeed. You're really trying to make this work, aren't you? No, I don't want it to work at all. This doesn't, I think it's incredible. Are, this doesn't make sense on any level. It doesn't, it's so weird, but like, how are we talking who about this, this as a doctor, society? Who is this doctor, first of all? This guy is something. Anna. Oh, it's a woman. What do you know? Smadjor. What do you know? It's a woman, actually. Was like, hey, oh, that means can... it's a nurse. Yeah. Anna Smadjor. <laughs> no, and she actually, so she's a professor, but she's a, a professor of practical philosophy. Wait, so is she a real doctor or is she a Jill Biden doctor? She's a Jill Biden doctor. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's a Jill Biden doctor. Oh, so this doctor. is like a thought experiment. Well, this is a report that was published in the Journal of uh, Theoretical Medicine so and theoretical. Bioethics. Yeah, so this is like a thought experiment. Yes, but I mean, it's, yes, correct. But I'm just saying, like, when you're talking about bioethics, like, it, that, this feels like we're going down a slippery slope right now if we're talking about brain-dead women. Well, I'll being... defend it in this context okay. because there's a lot of people who desperately want to have kids. Mm -hmm. yep. And if this is a mechanism and someone leaves their body in this context and they can be used for good for their family, I can get on board with that. <sighs> it just feels like would, you, would you rather have... Oh, here's the real question. This is the, for the head scratch for people at home. Would you rather have the brain-dead surrogate or actually have a real woman who will never see the kid again, who she gave birth to? That's, that's true. That's a tough question. That's, that's true. Now, I mean, they do sign up for it, but I, I can, I could never imagine the psychological and it's trauma one, and, that would and come. And as with a that. mom, I'm not obviously never had yeah. a kid, but like, it's one thing to be like sign up for it, another thing to actually give birth and have the kid come out of you. Right. Those are very different things. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I, to I totally agree. Um, yeah, that's a, actually that's a great point. That so is a great point. I think we just got to give more women lobotomies. And that'll solve the fertility issue once and for all in one generation. It'll solve a lot of I'll get my ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Rosemary Kennedy this whole country. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Let's, um, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more. <laughs> oh, God. I want to have time for this other stuff. <laughs> this is my last just, time on the show. This I just... <laughs> just, <laughs> I just thought it was like I a... Senator Steve Daines from Montana is, uh, look, he's been banned from Twitter for the very egregious, egregious uh, action of posting a hunting picture on Twitter. Those of you who are watching can see this. Those of you who are listening, this is, I, I, tell me if I'm, if I'm describing this accurately. It is Steve and his wife and uh, this, I don't even know what this animal uh, is. Antelope of some it, kind. Yeah, and it, there's, I don't see any blood, do nope, you? No he's blood. just hold he's holding up the head, but there's no blood. No it's guns. not gory. There's no guns. There's no puncture wounds that, that are visible. Um, just, and yeah, just go ahead. Two, just two happy white people. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can't have that. Yeah, you can't. Maybe that's so, the yeah. So this reportedly got him uh, suspended from Twitter, and I believe that they showed that it was like it went against their sensitive content or violent imagery policy, which- but, but those tweets don't get you banned. They just have to be behind like a warning. That, that's what I'm saying. Like what's going on, Elon? Cause I thought that you were gonna fix a bunch of stuff over there and you've got Republican senators getting banned for posting a picture of him having fun with his wife. But let's ban all senators of all kinds from Twitter. <laughs> I, so I think this is a step in the right direction. And frankly, maybe we should start hunting them for sport. I think that would, that would I am in favor of this. I, not legally, I'm just joking, right? He did, I hope you, he's just jo joking, joking, okay, yeah. so calm down. You definitely down. shouldn't hunt politicians for sports, <laughs> just for liberty. Um, I can already no, see the New York Times headline, Michael Malice says. But seriously. <laughs> Surrogate women. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Okay, I know that you're joking, but it is important that, like, let's say Donald Trump getting banned from Twitter, like, that was a bad move, right? Yes. Okay. But like, I we mean, should hear from politicians. Well, I think it's bad even from their perspective because if you have a president who, from your perspective, is, uh, uh, hates democracy and is fomenting insurrection, is calling people to violence, you really better know what he's saying. Right. This, right. They, right. From exactly. their perspective, this exactly. guy's dangerous. Right. I want to know what, like, if the terrorists are threatening to bomb New York, I want to know about this if I'm a New Yorker, not like, right. Doo, 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 doo. right, right, yeah. No, I just, okay. Because he jokes all the time, but I just wanted to make sure for clarity purposes. I got your stance on that. Okay. Um, but I don't, what do you think of Twitter? <laughs> now, under Elon Musk. I think it's still going through its changes and it's it's like still going through, it's like it's like transition period. Elon is getting a lot of like those like old staff members out. Mm -hmm. There's like those, those like famous pictures of Elon where he's like in the Twitter room and it's like all like liberal white women. And then it's like, now it's just like kind of like guys and dudes in there and stuff. Um, so I think it's still going through its transition. <laughs> now it's just guys and dudes. Guys and guys dudes. And du <laughs> guys and there's dudes. two genders in this Twitter office now. <laughs> yeah. Guys and dudes. There, there's guys and there's, there's just dudes, you know? Um, so I think it's, go it's still going through its... its, oh its you know you're real conservative when the two genders are guys and dudes. <laughs> I know, I'm like... I don't want the liberal white women all in there, but I like we could use a little bit more than guys and, and dudes. dudes. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that's that's you know I think it's still it's still transitioning, and I think they're trying to find out how to like get this thing profitable again. So do you trust we'll Elon? I would say I, I don't I don't trust anyone in that like high power. I think I mean you don't trust African Americans. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I think the Elon buying Twitter was more for the data. I know people want to put him as like a free speech absolutist. Look, I don't know, but I know for sure he needs the data. That's what's what's valuable about this. So. Mm. I think there's yeah. two great things that he's done on Twitter. One is to stop having corporate journalists be protected class. Mm. Oh, Before yeah. there were all these steps to keep them from getting ratioed. For those people who don't know, if, if a post has more replies than likes, that means it's a bad post, a good sign. And journalists with their agitprop were constantly getting crapped on on Twitter, and it was delightful. And they were <laughs> taking steps to kind of hide likes or hide comments, and that was taken away. So that's yeah. one useful thing. Second of all, there's now a feature on Twitter when, when someone spouts one of their lies, readers mm -hmm. can comment and provide context. And very often, with something is just completely egregious, immediately under it will be like, well, this photo is actually from this, this, and this, so that right. you know this person is not yeah. only being is incorrect, but they're being disingenuous about it. Yeah. So those two major steps in the right direction. Wasn't there one that uh, corrected Joe Biden not that long oh, ago? Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 it was actually, it was like a White House tweet, and it was like, yeah. it was about the economy, yeah. and they had to like, they had to like fact check the White House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, great. it was, I know, and that was when I was like, okay, we could use more of yes, this. Yes. I would totally love that, but I, I don't trust Elon at all. Like. Well, I don't trust any immigrant. Any African-American. Right <laughs> yeah. um, I want to hit another story really quickly. So we talked recently. I'm, I'm not sure if <clears throat> you guys had heard this. The Disney Plus, obviously they're going fully woke, but they're, they just had a cartoon that is trying to teach children about reparations and that slaves built this country oh, and we, des we demand reparations and all of that. So going completely woke. Oh, but at the same time, uh, they have just recently cut an episode of The Simpsons from the Disney Plus streaming platform yeah. in Hong Kong that references forced labor camps in China. The, so yeah, The problem with slavery from Disney's perspective is that when it's against the wrong race. There it is. Right. I mean, really, are they gonna? Are they going to suffer enough financial consequences to course correct? Because it really sometimes it doesn't feel like it, especially uh, especially when I hear people, I hear families who are on our side, are aligned with all of this, and they're like, "Yeah, we're taking our kids to Disney," and I'm like, 
Sarah, here's why. Why? I, I'm going to give people some bad news in the audience. I'm not joking at all. If Disney suffers some financial consequences of enough parents being like, screw you, I'm not working with this company, they're going to get on the phone with Mitch McConnell in two seconds, and they're mm -hmm. going to get a bailout. Uh, same thing mm -hmm. with the airplanes, same thing with Very every true. other. The newspapers in Canada, they're heavily subsidized now by the government. Whatever company you're dealing with, if they are getting hit because of the nonsense they're putting, they have a phone into Washington from both parties to make sure they're taken care of. I thought your book was called The White Pill. It is. And the answer is to <laughs> the answer is to not look to Washington for answers. And yeah. you're never go it will never be the source of solutions for this country. It will only be a problem. Well, because if, if Washington was out of the picture, then right. you would agree that financial consequences would of be course. enough yes. to yeah. okay. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, uh, guys, what are what are we doing? Why are you still supporting this company? Um, we need to give them enough that they but but now Michael has just Am I wrong though? And we watched like a minute of, of that no. programming yesterday of it was a mm -hmm. proud family and they're mm -hmm. doing the reparation stuff. It's like, if you're going to make that episode, make it and be critical of like the politicians sending like over a hundred million billion dollars to, to Ukraine. Like, I think Americans would like rather give that to black Americans any day than like us mm -hmm. shipping it to some other like foreign country. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather just keep my taxpayer money I, because I, it's I my was, money. I was but... born in Ukraine. So frankly, I'd like a little bit of that no. reparations <laughs> money to yeah, the <laughs> Um, all right, let's go ahead and um, let's let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. A little late there. Better late than never. <laughs> all right, we only got a couple minutes left here. Let's cover something fun. Uh, we talked about the Grammys the other night. Uh, of course, the satanic rituals being performed right there in front of everyone's eyes. But uh, what we didn't talk about was something that everyone is talking about on Twitter, which is... Uh, ben Affleck apparently hating his life and being miserable, and I think I might know why. Uh, let's let's play this interaction between J Lo and Ben. Uh, he is just he. She snaps at him. He's like, mm, okay, sorry, and uh, he really looks completely dead inside. Do you think that Hollywood still has his soul? I'm not sure. I don't know. He looks very uncomfortable. I, I'm speaking to two men who are unmarried, and I feel like Ben Affleck is not selling the marriage thing. I, I don't, as, as someone who's unmarried, I'm positive I can speak for you. I don't care about Ben Affleck in, in, like, <laughs> in any way ever. Can you just have fun with us, Michael? I, I, I mean, I, I, I hope for the best for him, or if, he, if we don't like him, I hope bad things happen to him. Do you care about Ben Affleck at all? <laughs> no, no. I don't, I don't know who really who he is since Goodwill Hunting and the one where he robbed the bank. Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, he was well, Batman, the moral right? of the story Batman. is when you live in Hollywood for this long, you're clearly dead inside. Well, you were dead inside before. I, I, you, I, I think I you feel get... like some of them go as like hopeful, you know. You don't that think Ben gonna... Affleck's been dead inside for a long time? I mean, probably. I mean, I, I mean, you try. I don't think be, they start out. I'm that sorry. Way, you try being best friends with Matt Damon, and you try being chipper in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Ben Affleck was like almost like every guy when like their girlfriend takes him shopping. Like he just hated his life. He's so like, at least oh he was a little bit relatable. God, all right. Little okay. Bit already. Yeah. Um, all right, Michael. Tell everyone where they can get your book. Whitepillbook.com. Whitepillbook.com is where you can Show go. Show us the cover, Michael. Come on. Here you yeah, go. Tell, tell, yeah. them, tell them why they should buy it. Uh, they should buy it because this is why we're going to win. And the other important thing is I am currently being Mike Pompeo in audiobook sales. So thank you to the listeners. And wow. Take that, you filthy spook. <laughs> I love That's it. Um, well, make sure that you pick up Michael's book and make sure that you tune in tonight as we roast Joe Biden in our State of the Union roast. It's going to be myself, Chad Prather, Stuber Gear, uh, Glenn, and Alex Stein. So. 
literally anything could happen when he's involved. We will see you there. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.